This is Two Regular Girls with Heidi and Marley, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything to share our views and opinions as two regular girls. Welcome back or welcome to Two Regular Girls. What a do, baby boo. It's Monday morning. I'm feeling fucking fine or whatever. Are you feeling fucking fine or whatever, Heidi? Not as fine as you, Marley, but I'm doing pretty good, feeling pretty good about the start of the week. Um, I have a few job interviews lined up, so I'm really excited to get that going and flowing. As much as I've already talked about hating the 9 to 5 lifestyle, I need to make some money. Yes, don't we all, don't we all. And it takes time to get to where you want to be. If that's where you want to be outside of the 9 to 5, it takes time. It's okay, shish. But I'm a little bit bummed out about us not going to Hawaii. We were supposed to go to Hawaii a couple weeks ago, but last minute we canceled our flights because Hawaii has this pick or well, Hawaii has this strict um, quarantine going on still um, where you're supposed to be 14 day in quarantine when you arrive, whether you're a resident or not. Um, So I was pretty bummed out about that. Were you? Yeah, of course. And I was still excited to be in California because I love California. That's where I'm from. Um, But it did suck that everything else was closed there, too. So we just sat inside and colored just like we do here. So I'm putting up a peace sign right now with the kissy face. Mm, mm. Yeah, so it was kind of whatever. Today, as y'all know, if you were listening to our last week's podcast, we have a special guest and I emphasize the special. It's my mama or whatever. She's here in town visiting us in Utah. And I wanted to bring her on because she's had a pretty crazy, cool, fun, fresh um, childhood or whatever or life. So I just wanted to bring her on to give some people some variety, you know? I don't know. So how's it going, Ma? What up, Marley Moo? Um, how are you feeling this morning? I feel refreshed, but I'd like to go back to bed. <laughs> Don't we all? You know, I'm really excited to dig deep here. I know the bare minimum about you. I know that your name is Brooke and that you have four kids. So <laughs> um, I want to start this off. Miss Brooke, summarize your childhood in one word. Bodacious. Bodacious? What the hell does bodacious mean? It's like uh, a lot going on. A lot. Good or bad? All of the above. Oh. <laughs> um, well, so what's your craziest memory from childhood? Okay, well, let's back up a little bit because Heidi said that she all she knew that really about me was that my name is Brooke and it almost was going to be Gloria. I don't know if you knew that. <gasps> yeah, I did actually. I just told her that the other day. <laughs> she did, and I'm glad they went with Brooke. Oh, <laughs> when I think of Gloria, I think of um, the hippo from Madagascar. Is yeah. that her name, yeah. Gloria? Yeah. yeah. Well, she, it, like, if I was named after her, she's, she's a badass, so I don't know. <laughs> I would be mad about it. Yeah, she was actually pretty cool, though. You didn't think so in the movie? I don't remember, but I just remember Gloria. Okay, well then, yes, we'll back it up before I ask you give me the memory. So give Heidi and our listeners a little, sh- you know, three-cent spiel of who Brooke Kalama is. Oh, goodness. Okay, so uh, I, I'm i Brooke. I'm Marley's mom, and... 
That's my claim to fame. I, uh, I'm a go-getter. I'm a goal setter. I played basketball to cover my college. I, I act, I act up, I act out and I work numbers all day, every day. I'm a numbers nerd. That's me. Did you learn a little? All I know now is that you and I are, well, I just feel like I'm going to get to know you a lot more and just really emphasize the fact that as Capricorns, we're just the best sign. <gasps> bing, bada bada bing. Yes, and you guys are very much alike. Oh, whatever. Taking it as a compliment. Yes. Me too. <laughs> so back to what I asked you before. What is your craziest memory from childhood? I don't know if I can say this on the air. Yes, you can. This is just two regular girls, but with two regular girls plus one. So it doesn't matter. My brother and I got into a little bit of an altercation. Well, not an altercation. We got into a situation. We did some things and <clears throat> it got my mom fired from her job. What did you do? Oh, I'm going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> but it got her fired and we didn't have a place to live because turns out our her job had everything to do with where we were living. So we were out on the street. And the way that my mom decided to fix that was she put me and my brother, who's a year older than me, a year and five days. He's also a Capricorn. Heidi, ugh, we're ruling this world right now. Yeah, we use. <laughs> but he and I were in our camp trailer and up a canyon. She actually dropped us up off up a canyon um that's why she put you in the canyon that is because of your own actions absolutely okay you failed to tell me that part i did tell you <laughs> no you didn't and i don't know that i want to put all that out there but i can if you want me to yeah what did you Lord, what did you do so basically my brother and i got in trouble because my mom uh, as a single mother trying to make ends meet uh she and no that's not a casserole ends meet is paying the bills so she basically was trying to pay the bills and she sold drugs on the side. She, she had an entire room in our basement that had what she called ferns, but we knew that that wasn't ferns because it smelled really funky and she had special lights to make sure that they grew. And that's how she... A whole room or a whole basement? A whole, like an entire room, um, which is a pretty big room. It had like two bedrooms and like a little space area or whatever for like a tv but we didn't have a tv down there so she used that um when we were really little and she used it to make money and then um she had a job where i i'm not going to mention the job but she we ended up pinching from her stash and selling it <gasps> yeah you would sell her ferns we would her sell weed. her <laughs> we would sell her ferns we, I think we did it for like two or three weeks. And, um, one of the kids that we sold it to snitched. And of course we had the like deer in headlights look like it wasn't me. <laughs> How old were you at this time? I was in the sixth grade. Wait, and is this taking place in Utah? Like, did you grow up in Utah? It was in Utah. Oh, bounce. <laughs> yep. It was in Utah. And I didn't know any better because I, I was around it. I mean, I was around yeah. all kinds of drugs growing up. So so you're telling me that you were selling your mom's marijuana in the sixth grade. Oh, heck yeah. She had a huge like <laughs> gallon size stash packed full as big as you can get the gallon size Ziploc bag packed with weed. 
And, and so, so we were figuring you got, if you got caught doing that and that's what put you in the canyon. Well, technically we didn't get caught because they couldn't prove it because. So how did she lose her job? I'm confused. Because the director who the kid that we sold it to, so the kid told the director and the director told her mom, told my mom that they were getting weed from us and we denied it. And neither one, neither one of me and my brother would, would even admit where we got it because that we knew that would get our mom in trouble. Wow. So we denied it and then they couldn't prove it. So they just fired her and that meant we were homeless. So she put us in the camp trailer, which really, I mean, was it my fault? Yeah. I shouldn't have sold weed, but I was just doing what my mom did. So, yeah. So she put, she went to the grocery store, bought a couple weeks worth of like items that we could maybe cook with. And she took us in the camp trailer, took us up to Canyon and said, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Where was she? I have no idea. She gave us fishing poles, stuck us by a lake, gave us some shampoo and a bar of soap. And I, all I remember really is we ate a lot of fish. We fished, we skinned it, we ate it, we cooked it. How long were you there? I, she said it was only a couple weeks, but to my brother and I's recollection, it was probably about three and a half weeks that we were up there. But when we were little, it was like two months and we went uphill both ways. (laughs) You know what I mean? What did you do? We to pass the time. We went, we fished a lot. We went, um, we, we just, we felt like we were like navigators of the world. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to have an imagination when you're in the, when you're in the environment. So we, we were trying to find the best, best, uh, fishing holes. Um, I was always looking for salmon cause I didn't like the other fish. It made me gag, but I had to eat it. Um, and really all I remember is fish and, gra- um, saltine crackers cause we would crush the saltine crackers and put that over the fish to make it crunchy on the outside. So it was like. <laughs> Planko, is that what you call it? I don't know. Planko to make it like breaded. That's so weird. Panko. Panko. I'm trying to think of myself as a sixth grader being dropped off with my brother. I can't go like more than three hours without going to like Chick fil A or something. I can't. No. (laughs) That's. And you were okay with that? Were you sad? Uh, I wasn't scared to be alone because my brother was always my champion and I always felt like if anything went, went down, like he would just like puff up his chest and handle it. Like my brother was always my protector. So I felt good because he was there. He probably was a little bit more worried. I don't know, but we knew how to shoot guns. We knew how to like skin stuff. We knew how to, we knew how to do a lot. My mom wasn't having us be like. Yeah, but do you were you Not mad really. at your mom or was it just another day um of the year? No, because at that time I I mean kind of I didn't want to it was an adventure on one mm-hmm. uh, account and then the other it was like um we liked camping but I couldn't get mad because I did the crime so now I felt like I was doing the time like that was my time. But mm-hmm. I also didn't make the connection that I wouldn't be there had she not had the temptation to sell the drugs. So I didn't make that connection until I got older. So what did she do with all the marijuana when you guys had to move? 
Did she have to hurry and sell it all or what? Oh, I'm sure she still sold it. I mean, I had nice new track shoes when track came around later in life. I had nice basketball shoes and we were poor, but my mom always made sure I had shoes, always made sure I had what I needed. Like I never really, I mean, looking back, I never went without. So, I mean, we were, I mean, there was another time when we had to move. I can't remember why. And we, I don't know if it was that she couldn't make the rent. I have no idea what happened, but we had to move again. And we, we moved by this, um, this was in Southern Utah and we moved by this, uh, uh, river and we, we didn't have running water and we had to go doo-doo in the outhouse. There was a wood outhouse that we had to use. No life happened. And that wasn't like there was outhouses really anywhere around. It just happened to be that it was there. A friend of hers had like a cabin that was just outside of the city that had an outhouse and no running water. And that's where we had to stay. So how did you shower? I don't remember. Oh, yes, I do. My brother had a driver's license. And we drove to the campground and did our laundry and showered there. It was like a KOA campground. What, what age range was this? I was older. Um, I remember thinking I will never tell any of my friends that I'm living in like a no running water. I, I think I was probably 15. Oh, wow. He would have been 16 because he's a year older than me. I remember he had a driver's license. So yeah, I was probably 15. My kids have no idea. Wouldn't even, couldn't even fathom having to put up with any of that ever in a million years. I mean, Marley just barely stopped wiping her own butt. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Marley, Marley's pretty. No, she's I a, think she's I would be bear. able to do that. I think I'd be able to do that <laughs> now, maybe, but no. Growing, growing up, I don't know. I was a very privileged child, so I don't know. If I grew up and that was the only way I, only way I knew, then I would think I would have been fine. But if I went from being privileged to that, yeah, that would have been the worst thing that ever happened to me as a child, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't really think anything of that piece of it. I just think when I got older and when I started having kids and then I, it really made me angry at my mom because <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't even imagine like as much as kids make mistakes, I couldn't imagine putting my kids in a situation where, you know what, now I have to put you in a camp trailer and put you up the, the mountain and fish. Here's a fishing pole. And I know you're not supposed to use corn, but use it because you need to eat, yeah. <laughs> you know, use corn for the bait because you're not supposed right? to, it's, it's illegal, but we did shoot. We, we fun to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Does, do fish like corn? They love it, and oh. it's illegal. You're not supposed to use it because, yeah, I mean, it's cheating. We cheated. Well, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. I didn't, like, just glancing at you, obviously. I just feel like I would never think this would happen to anybody. So that's insane. Okay, well, obviously you've struggled a bit there, but my favorite, um, my next thing was just what was your favorite thing to do growing up? Okay, so oddly enough, I used to cr crawl up in a tree and sing to myself. And I've, and clearly, I can't sing. Marley knows that. I have, <laughs> I'm tone deaf completely. You're but not I would, that bad. <laughs> but but I would, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. 
I, I mean, you could be good at some things, but that's not one of the things I'm good at. But I used to climb in uh, a tree and sing to myself. I know that sounds weird, but I did. No, that's cute. I like that. I can't sing either, but I love it. How many boyfriends did you have in high school? I had two, three. Throughout high school? Yeah. I had one for, gosh, I dated him for like two and a half years. And then he went on a mission for two years. And I dated somebody else while he was on a mission. And then, yeah, which was fine. He told me, like, cool, do what you got to do, date. And what then was his name? That I dated the one on a mission? Mm-hmm. Aaron. Oh, yeah. I was gonna, yeah. For some reason, I was going to call him Eric. A-A-R-O-N. <laughs> A-A-R-O-N. And then I dated Clint when, yeah, that's an interesting story. Um, <laughs> Why? Because he's funny. I mean, we used to do crazy funny stuff. We would, yeah, he was just funny. Yeah. Curly hair, but funny. I feel like I need some elaboration on the crazy well, like, for example, I was the school go-to for um, entertainment events, things like that. They would always ask me to, like, make up a rap or something because I was the only black kid in my entire school. So they would, the cheerleaders would ask me to create a rap for introducing the new cheerleaders for the next year or whatever, after tryouts or whatever. So one year, um, it was the year I was dating him, uh, they asked me to to introduce the cheerleaders that year and I asked my boyfriend to help me and that was the year that the Wendy's commercial was big and there was an old lady and she was like on a rocker and they were saying Wendy's was saying that their beef was bigger than everyone else (laughs) there yeah Marley's eyebrows just (laughs) raised to the rooftop but yeah they were saying our beef is bigger than yours but so they would have this old lady rocking on a rock chair saying like where's the beef? So I was the old lady and he was my husband and we dressed in like 99 cent clothes and we went to the thrift store and had butterfly collars and, you know, bell bottoms. So you, did you do this at like an assembly or what? Yeah. That's cute. Cute. Yeah. Yep. I was the, the class go to, but it was funny because the guys really didn't couldn't really date me even the guy I dated for two years before I went on a mission he couldn't take our prom photos home because his his dad didn't want to see a black girl in the felt in the photo with his white son that's crazy yep what was it like being what was it one of two or the only black person in your town well I was the only one in most of the places that we lived. But when I was in high school, we stayed at the same place for the four years of high school. And there was another black family that moved in for about nine months. um, And that was about it. They couldn't take it. And mind you, let's step back a bit because I don't know that the audience knows that I'm the only black person in my family. The rest of my family is Caucasian. So uh, because I was adopted at, at eight days old. So anyway, setting aside that. Yeah. But going back to high school, I... I was the only one, so everybody just stereotyped me into, oh, I bet you're you're really good at basketball. I bet you're a fast runner. I bet, I bet you're a good rapper. <laughs> like what the heck? And I bet you can dance. And mind you, I could not dance a lick. But Janet Jackson taught me everything I needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> yep, MTV was big back then. That was when it came out, and so I just stood there and watched all of her 
videos and so people just thought you were their entertainment like oh i bet you could sing and dance but you could yeah play sports or they assume you could play sports or no they assumed the only thing that I could do at that point out of all of the assumptions was I was a very fast runner. No boy or girl could beat me until the seventh grade. A boy beat me. So I was always fast runner. I really probably should have ran for college, but it gave me diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. <laughs> I picked basketball at 15. I decided to play ball. I think that's cool. What um, Was it hard growing up in a white family, would you say? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hard because I was always the cause of an argument or a reason why my mom lost her job. Or if my mom got mad at me, she would say stuff like, you know, you better ship up or I'm going to set you on the corner and nobody's going to know I'm your mom. So oh. figure it out. And I'm like, damn, she's right. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to know she's my mama. Cause yeah. So I was a pretty good kid though, for the most part, except for the drug thing. Um, <laughs> outside of that, I was a really good kid. Did you ever deal with racism within your own home with your siblings? No, they were all pretty good about it. No, matter of fact, um, my, I would say my mom is someone who she, she was a, she burned her bra on the courthouse steps for women's rights. And she also felt like that, um, she wanted to do something big in her life. And I felt, I, I feel like I was her like claim to fame in that way. She, she adopted me. My sister even told me in an anger moment that she only adopted me to like prove to the world that she could do good in that way. So crappy thing to say. Yeah. She's my sister was the only one that made that sort of a comment. And it was one time and she used to call me chocolate, which I look back on that. And I think that was probably a racist statement, but in, I don't, I don't think of it like that. I feel like um, that was her term of endearment for me you know, like, come here, my little chocolate drop, that kind of thing. And she had red hair. So she was, you know, always strawberry days forever kind of thing. So it was strawberry and chocolate. And I didn't look at it like it was racist. It was, you know, she was my girl until she moved out at 14. And then I don't know what happened there. But was your sister nice to you growing up? Because how much older is she than you? Gosh, you know, I don't even know what year she's born. It's not horrible. <laughs> I think she is eight years older than me. So there's a big difference. So how many siblings did you have? Three. Oh. And we had a foster brother who was Native American. Side Henry, note. right? Um, no. What's his name? Not Henry. I can't even remember his name. <gasps> oh. I can't Didn't he come to the house with his kids one time? That is your dad's grandpa's foster kid. And his name was Henry. He's a really good, good dude, but my, my foster brother, I cannot remember his name right now. Um, it'll come to me, but he, um, we actually had two foster brothers. Um, but Henry, um, not Henry, now you got me on Henry, but my foster brother ended up, he committed suicide. He was really troubled. Yeah. He was, he actually was super quiet and I would always like bug him for information because I always felt like he had something to say. 
he always had something to say. So I would sit next to him and be quiet and then ask him questions and then just be quiet and wait for him to answer. And Native Americans have this thing about um, how they become one with nature and, um, and, and he was so close to um, the earth in that way. And I always listened when he spoke. He was a really, really good person. Okay, so now that we're still on the topic of growing up, I think this is a big, this is kind of different, but what is the first thing you remember being shocked by technology-wise? Like the first thing that came out? Floppy disk. A what? A floppy disk. What is is that? (laughs) Heidi doesn't know what a floppy disk is. She's old. She's so young. Heaven help me right now. So in high school, we had a computer class and we were on the Macintoshes um, and they were little screens with a big slit underneath where you would put a floppy disk that was like the size of maybe a piece of like a large loaf of bread. It looked like it looked, it was the size of big, big loaf of, uh, I'm sorry, a slice of bread like that size. Uh, only it was like really thin, um, like maybe a stack of, five sheets of paper or something like that but it was three by five three by maybe five inches so a floppy disk is used kind of like a cd uh, it holds files and information yeah on it's it. like that's like today's thumb drive but it held maybe yeah that's a picture of it. so marley's holding up a picture of a floppy disk and it's actually not the one i'm talking about um, that one is the second version it, that she's holding up one that is two inches by maybe three inches. Yeah. Cause I remember you used to have, when I was a kid, you used to have small ones yeah. like that. Yep. And they were called floppy disk as well, but the original ones were, were really big. They were, they were huge. And I mean, they were thin, but they were so a big square. Wait, what's the purpose of it? Sorry, you lost. Yeah, so it's like... A it, thumb drive. It's oh. like a, a rewritable disc, basically. I, I told you, it's like, it holds information, like a CD, a thumb drive. You can put stuff on it. But it was so elementary. It. You couldn't... So we would go to class to learn how to make a ball bounce on the screen. And so we were coding how to make a ball bounce. And we would code and code and code and code and code, and the ball just went like... Bang. I didn't even like go all the way up to bounds. I mean, it was just, it was wild how much, and that was all we could see or all we could do on a computer. There was no calculations, no calculator, no nothing. It was wild. So when did computers get introduced to be like a normal thing in school? Cause I, to my knowledge, I didn't, I thought you didn't have computers at all in high school. Like to, cause like for me, like I grew up, you know, looking things up, going and finding articles and finding answers and oh, books no. and stuff online. So, oh, oh no. you didn't have internet though. We, so you just had computers. Oh, my oh I forgot. You don't have the internet. No. And we had to do a, a report. We had to go to the library and pull the encyclopedias out off the shelf and research and handwrite what it is that we were going to, you know, write about. So we had to do a lot. It took us a lot more time to to do a report we had to handwrite everything we did so you found everything in books in books and then um i used to have a a dictionary that i would sleep it i I would take it to bed and read it to make me fall asleep my dictionary was my friend but we had to and then when we wrote our 
our papers, we were required to, you know, space it on the left side by an inch and you had to use a typewriter and make sure that the right side was also spaced an inch and that the top had one and a half inches and the bottom had one and a half inches and you couldn't go into that or you would get docked. And if you typed it all out and you had a few letters in one sentence that didn't, you weren't managing it properly, you weren't watching your paper and making sure that your inch was good on both sides and top and bottom, you had to so retype So there's not the whole. a setting? You have to do it every no, single No, you had to retype the entire sheet. So I had in college, actually, that was when uh, like a word processing um, thing came out and they added the word processing later to typewriters, but I still used a typewriter in college even even though there were computers and there was a word processor, but the same thing, like if you didn't save it, you lost it. If it was just, it, it was still a mess and there was no windows in college, no like Microsoft windows or you know how Mac word. has windows. Yeah. There was none of that. There was word perfect actually was born in the nineties in Utah. Actually, the, the person who uh, created that program Actually, I believe it was in Warham, Utah. Absolutely. And that was what we all used. And then WordPerfect eventually went to Windows. And then Word, Microsoft Word made their um, uh, product. And they mirrored WordPerfect. But it, it couldn't even touch what WordPerfect could do. WordPerfect was so much better. But Word was meant for the masses. So they only gave maybe 70% of the functionality that WordPerfect had just so that they could get it out to the masses. And then they never ended up putting all the spiffs on it. So being not to exploit your um, age, but being almost 50 years old. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm 33. <laughs> um, and seeing the technology that you have now in your life to compared to when you were a kid like does it blow your mind well yeah I mean we had rotary phones we had um we had phones with cords so if we wanted a private conversation we had to get a 75 foot cord so we could take our phone with us to a different room and shut the door and have the cord go underneath the door and whisper <laughs> and a rolodex I learned what that was this week too <laughs> that's right and have your rolodex no but I'm what I'm asking is does does it blow your mind do you ever have those moments where like dang I can't believe this is a thing yeah. or is it normal for you because yeah, it's absolutely. normal for me and Heidi because we grew up with you know technology developing throughout our life but you yes. grew you didn't have any technology the, like computer or internet phones video chat um, chips. No, we in only, our debit cards and stuff. Like we only dreamt about Apple that. Pay. No, we were watching Star Trek when they were talking to their. They were talking to their chest. They would touch their chest and talk in their chest or talking to their hand or whatever. And now there's Apple Watches. We were playing, you know, cops and robbers and and doing that kind of thing with you know pretending like we had these devices and that we were video chatting, but we weren't calling it that. Yeah, we pretended you know, things that we saw on TV, but it, no way did I ever think that I would ever be video chatting. No way. And so, so when you guys all got phones and nobody would answer the, the call, I, it was maddening for me. I'm like, you have a phone. I, I'm paying for your phone, pick up your phone, but I could call, call, call. Nobody's answering. So I text. It's like, yeah, mom. So I had to learn how to text because of you guys. I had to learn social media because yeah, of you guys. Yeah. I remember teaching you how to text and. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But as soon as you learn how to text, you can stop and you still haven't stopped. So growth. <laughs> <laughs> so but but you still didn't answer my question. Which one? Do you ever have the any moments where you're just like, Wow, I can't believe this is real? Absolutely. Like, are you kidding? You can actually video chat five you mean you can video chat different people in different parts of the country all at the same time and everybody can see each other that's wild to me yeah that is do you think smell a vision will ever come out because that is wild to me <laughs> smell a vision yeah, like so you're we're facetiming but you can smell what they're smelling oh. like oh look at my apple pie it smells so good yes brooke it does oh. <laughs> do you think that, that will ever be a thing I, you know what? It wouldn't, I, I don't know. I, I just called it smell vision I don't know if, what it really is called. So, <laughs> Well, there was this theater in Salt Lake City that we used to go to, and it was it was an interactive theater. You'd watch the Rocky Mountain Horror Picture Show, I think it was called. And, like, when it rained, then people would, like, <laughs> spray water bottles. So that's, like, a f- <laughs> that's called a 4D movie. A 4D? Yeah, 4D oh. is when it's interactive. Like, your chair will move. At Disneyland, I remember, like, watching um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or something like that. And then, like, mice went everywhere, and mice would, like, touch your feet. Like, they would have things touching your ankles. You don't remember that? No. And that would scare the daylight. Yeah, I didn't like it. And then they would, like, poke you in the back, too. Yeah, they have a lot of interactive things like that, especially at Universal Studios. Yeah. I think it's cool. That's what I'm saying. I, I grew up with... Techno- like, technology was already a thing. Like, I, as a six-year-old you know i'd pull up youtube and watch like michael jackson you know what i mean like it just blows my mind and when i sit down and really think about it it is weird that we can video chat with somebody but since i grew up with that it's not it doesn't blow it's my not mind ab- as much as you like i can't even imagine a rolodex i don't i'm still on the rolodex thing i'm not gonna let that go i want one now <laughs> but all it is so is funny. a paper on a on a i get stick. that but i don't want i didn't have that i never Context. saw one yeah yeah, in your I phone. just have them all on my phone, exactly. Mm-hmm. But see, I, I'm even though I'm only five years older than you, I still got to see like the, the very beginning of technology. Internet had just barely come out, That's and weird. it was only the Internet Explorer, and you can only do a few things. No one really used it. Oh, that was in like the the mid '90s when and I, w- I was born. Web was I was thing. born mid '90s, so what I'm saying is it had just barely come out when I was a young kid. And there was a lot of talk. I was asking that my employer if he was going to get a website for his business. He was like, that's never going to go anywhere. <laughs> and I remember thinking, yeah, it will. I mean, you have to think about, we all, everybody wants advancements and everybody's wanting to have a presence um, that's not on the, on paper. Side note, my first, um, my first commercial was for a telephone directory. What did you do? Uh, well, it was it was just a little spoof about I don't even remember my lines, but it was for a telephone dire- directory, and that was when you would like go through the yellow pages to find what it is that you're looking for. Now you just Google it. I know what a yellow page is. The books, the thick ones. Yeah. Cool. Yep. No. <laughs> just wanted to share it's with in, the people. It's in. A, it's a phone book, and at the back of the phone book, there was yellow pages. Yep. The white pages were the, 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 the people's names and numbers. Yeah. What are the big yellow thick ones then? That's just a phone book. So there's oh, a phone book, and then the white pages were 
the residents in in your city and then the yellow pages were businesses side note if you wanted to be a really big stalker back then all you had to do is get a phone book. you know what i used to do when i was a kid so i would go into the white pages find anyone and their address because they had their name address phone number yep, everything all of it anyone that lived in your city or whoever's phone book you had so i'll go and get there say i would call like a pizza place and be like hi my name is rosalyn i live this 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 can i order 10 pizzas and i would get 10 pizzas delivered to to rosalind's house you absolutely did not do that yes i did <laughs> thanks for giving me a phone mommy <laughs> i moved around a lot in my childhood but as soon as i got my best friend i latched onto her and i haven't let go did you have a best friend growing up and do you guys still like stay in contact absolutely had a best friend growing up she was awesome and her dad owned a um an italian restaurant and her name was taya cute <gasps> Is that where Taya was named after? Yep. And she spelled it the same way. I thought it was your college Mm-mm. roommate. It was my best friend growing up and she played soccer. We both played soccer on the same team and her dad and I didn't really know her mom, but her dad was really cool and would always support us. And on my ninth birthday, he um, opened up his restaurant for my birthday party. We had spaghetti with great big, huge spaghetti balls. It was. Do big. you guys still talk? No, I lost track of her. Oh. I have no idea what her new last name is. And so have you tried to look for her on Facebook? I tried, but I don't know her last name. I mean, look for Taya. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but have you ever looked in like people's mutual friends? Do you know who she would be friends with? No, we moved around so many times growing up. We've lived all, all over the state of Utah, so I have no idea. I lost track of her. So you didn't have mutual friends that you uh, um, know their first and last name, like a man? No, I mean, I was in the fourth grade. I don't remember all that. Oh, she, that's when you lost contact? From, oh. from the fourth grade on. And you named her Taya, mm-hmm. your daughter Taya, mm-hmm. after that girl? Yeah, she was awesome. She was so much fun. In fact, she was one of those girls where, um, you know, she was ride or die. She would never, like, stab you in the back because there's some that do that, but she was not like that. She was sporty, smart, so we were really good friends. And she was Italian, so I guess white, but she never looked at me weird like the rest of the people in my city would look at me weird. She never treated me weird, and her dad didn't either because he's straight from Italy. And you So know, they were an immigrant family? They were immigrants. The dad and mom were immigrants, yeah. So she treated me normal, and I think that's why we were such good friends. Yeah, it's cool. After that, I really didn't make great friends. Had a few here and there, but I kind of dated myself and got good grades. I was such a good kid, Marley. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know you kind of already mentioned one thing, but I just want to get the dirty dates here. Oh I'm just boy. taking advantage of this. Oh so out of your 50 years of life, Have you ever done anything illegal that you got away with? Because I know you haven't got caught, but have you ever got... I know you already mentioned that you sold drugs when you were in sixth grade, (laughs) but but anything else that you did, like even as a 49-year-old or a 30-year-old, have you ever done anything illegal? Gosh. I mean, aside from taking a pencil home from work or something like that, I mean, that's illegal, but... Uh, I, I mean, speeding, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. Um, 
No. I can't think of anything. I'm sure there is. I'm <laughs> positive because I'm a rebel with a cause. So I'm sure there's something. I can't think of anything right now. Well, you beat somebody up. Ooh, that's, that's illegal, right? That's what he gets. Or was it was it not illegal back then to beat people up? No, I mean he could press charges. So I beat him up. That's Why? Because he called me the N word. Oh. Chased him down. Kicked him in the butthole. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> I wonder if he had diarrhea. Yeah. I hope if you're listening, dude. I hope you had diarrhea. Yeah. For a year. But he waved to me every time he saw me after that. He did not want another beat down. Hey, Brooke. Hi. How old were you when that happened? Seventh grade. When you kicked him in the butthole? Yep. That's like what? 11. He was probably a sixth grader too. Okay. Well, I want to stay on the topic of like, I want to kind of steer it away and go towards like your interests and stuff. I know you mentioned doing basketball um, to cover college. Yeah. Yeah. That was my ticket to ride. So I decided, hey, uh, I'm going to play basketball. So I decided that that's what I was going to do because I obviously didn't want to run track for college. So I, I decided I would play basketball. And honestly, I heard that there was basketball tryouts and I asked my brother to teach me how to shoot and dribble. And, and then I went to basketball trials. I mean, it was like within that same week. It was not good. But <laughs> I went and I tried out for volleyball and I tried out for basketball and I didn't make the volleyball team because I stunk and I barely made the basketball team. It was like a printed off sheet of names in order. And then my name was penciled in at the last minute at the very bottom. Were like, you tall? Is that why? Yeah, or I think they were thinking she black. <laughs> she tall. How she, tall were you in high school? I was probably at 15. I was probably 5'8", five, 5'9". I was pretty tall and I, I was really, really skinny, really skinny back then. Not so much anymore, but she got a little fluff. <laughs> I'm fluffy. It's a good way to say it. It's okay. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ended up like, uh, making the team. And then by my sophomore year, I was sitting on the bench for varsity. And then my junior year, I started varsity. We took state. Um, they gave the most valuable player to a white girl on another team. Uh, even though we took state and then my senior year, we took state again and they named me the most valuable player of the state. That's pretty cool. And I was like waiting for the college, like offers to come flooding in and my rotary phone to just, you know, burst off the, <laughs> off the wall. Nobody called. I was like, what, what where's the calls? Did I get a letter today? And I didn't realize you had to actually, reach out and have your coach, you know, send tapes. And I didn't know any of that. I had no idea what you're supposed to do. So I called up, um, the coach at the time. I'll never forget him. He was an awesome coach and he was a winning coach too. He was a really good coach. And, um, Tom Perkins and at UVU, well, it was Utah Valley community college then. And he, I called him up and got him on the phone and told him that I told him who I was and did he know who I was? <laughs> I was so sassy. <laughs> and he was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, no, I don't, I don't know who you are. And I said, I was just in the papers. I was the most valuable player of the state. He's like, Oh, I do know you. You were in the desert news and the 
Salt Lake Tribune and, um, and he said, yeah, I do. I do know who you are. I, I haven't seen you play, but I do know who you are. And I said, well, I, I really want to play for you, sir. So, um, when's tryouts? And he just, he told me that they already had tryouts. And I said, that's too bad because I'm supposed to play for you. And oh, you said, I'm supposed to play. Yeah, I did. I remember because I, I took a break at work to call him and I, I didn't have very much time. So I was getting to the point. I'm like, I was, I'm supposed to play for you. And he's like, is that so? And he kind of chuckled and he's like, well, I don't have any money. And I was like, well, I'm going to need it. So we'll have to figure it out. And he was like, well, let me do this. I'll, can you get up here? And I was living in Southern Utah at the time. So like, can you get up here in about a week and bring your shorts and your shoes and, and we'll, you know, we'll chat told you what time to be there I showed up my mom actually drove me up and uh I was thinking that maybe he was going to have a second tryout but it was just him and me I had to play him one-on-one I never played so hard in my life did you kick his ass we were tied that's good right yeah yeah. we were tied and I I mean I don't think I had ever played that hard that's how you got on the team at UVU Mm -hmm. I played him one-on-one and he when I was done he said I'll cover everything but room and board. You'll have to find some place to stay, but I'll cover food, books, and tuition. But he said that he didn't have any money for me. Yes, you got money, buddy. <laughs> you got money. Show me the money. <laughs> so I that's how I got my schooling for the first two years paid for and covered. And I stayed um, with my, my girlfriend and her aunt and uncle in Provo, Utah. So when did you meet my dad? actually was it before or after it was the, that first semester at uv at uvu so he went to uv or you just met him through friends well i was playing basketball with a girl who was dating one of his best friends and we my boyfriend at the time had gone on a guy's night the guy that went on a mission came mm-hmm. home from the mission and we were dating and i'm he's like three years older than me so he had come back to go to college he was going to UVU or sorry U of U in Salt Lake and I was going to UVU and that night that I met your dad he was playing guys night in Salt Lake with a bunch of his dudes and I went to I went to Provo Star Palace it was a dance it was just dancing there was no like it was not alcoholic or anything like that and I went with my girlfriend so we had a girls night out and I met I ran into Brian who dates the girl on she was dating him from the team, if that makes any sense. And so I sat and chatted with Brian and I noticed this really hot guy off to the left of his shoulder. And he was just standing there saying nothing, just quiet. And I'm like, who is that? And Brian was like, you do not want to talk to him. <laughs> like stay away. Why? That He gave me the look like he's a player. Stay away. That's what he said. Basically. So I was like, whatever. And I was like, hey, you want to dance? <laughs> and that's when he was like, sure. <laughs> Sounds like him. Yep. So we went on the dance floor and we danced like four songs. And one of them was uh, Bobby Brown. Um, I want to rock with you. And that's why that was our song. <laughs> I never knew what your song was. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And then um, he actually was there with a date. Come, oh. come to find out, he was there with. And he started girl. dancing with you. Yeah, player. Player. 
And then, um, about two, three weeks later I'm in practice and he didn't ask me for my number, but that wasn't like a, a thing back then. You know what I mean? Can I get your rotary phone number, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this, the, uh, the mutual friend, she came up to me in practice. She's like, Oh, I'm supposed to get a number for you. But the funny thing is that night I was there with Sabrina, my friend, you know, at the dance yeah. place or whatever. And, um, he walked, we, we walked out and I saw Brian and your dad and I was with my girlfriend, Sabrina. And, um, I'm like, we got to go talk to them. And she's like, Ugh, whatever. And so we went over there and your dad just kind of stood there. Didn't say a whole lot. Brian was talking to me and Sabrina. And then I was thinking that maybe he would be like, you know, how do I get in touch with you? Whatever, whatever. But he didn't. And then he walked to his car and there was a girl waiting for him to open the car door on the, cause she was waiting. She just let him talk. <laughs> it was kind of funny. And then we left Sabrina and I did. And I'm like, I'm going to marry him. And she was like, what? What about Aaron? The first time that you met him? Yep. That is, that's just a Utah thing, yeah? No. No, I swear every single person that I've met here, they're like, yep, we went on our first date. And they said, my mom wasn't LDS. I wasn't. Oh, I thought you were. I just assumed. She's a convert. No. No, my dad com- oh. converted, no, right? No, 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 no. Oh. You're, I think your dad but might no, have been. But your my dad was what wanted to get married in the temple, yeah? I wanted to get married in the temple. <gasps> oh. The only reason why he came around was because I wouldn't get married unless he would get married in the temple. That was that. Oh, so yeah. When he Actually, me, I do remember you telling me that. But yeah, you like, were only, like, when did you convert? 19, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, that we actually broke up, and then he asked to. So how old were you when you met him? 18. <laughs> yep, and so we ended up... Um, he got my number. Well, she got my number and gave it to him. And then he called me a little while later and the rest was history. And then I, he called me and I called my boyfriend and I was like, we, we need, we need to talk. We're breaking up. Yep. I just found my husband. I did. That's exactly what I told him. Did you really? Yeah. You just told him straight up. He's like, if you, if you're having cold feet, because we were talking about marriage, Aaron and I were, we actually looked at a house in the avenues in Salt Lake city but I didn't want to raise his grandfather for my kill my children. Sorry, cry about it. I didn't. <laughs> his dad had a lot of money too. Mommy done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cause you're cute. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be here. So yeah. Okay. No, and so I I met with him and I I told him that I met my husband and he was like, wait, were you cheating on me? And I'm like, no, I just met him at a dance studio and or dance club and. He called me and asked me out and I don't want to, I don't want to like double dip, so to speak. So I just <laughs> said, I can't, I can't see you. And it, it was, and I cared about him. He was really cool. He was a good dude. Aaron was a really, really good dude. And I just, I could never do that to him. He was a really good dude. So I told him and he was like, but wait, you think you're going to marry this guy? And he kind of chuckled. He's like, you're getting cold feet. It's okay. If you need a few weeks or whatever, I'll give you. So you had the months. love at first sight. Yeah. I knew I, I knew I was going to marry him. I couldn't remember his name, but I knew I was going to marry him. <laughs> Did he go by his birth name or always by chemo? Always by chemo. So you met him as chemo? Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember his name. I mean, who can remember chemo Kalama? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but Sabrina was like, Brooke, oh, I can't. She'd roll her eyes and she's like, it's chemo. I'm like, oh, yeah, yep. I'm going to marry him. <laughs> yep. And like three weeks after we started dating, he actually asked me, would you marry me? So it was the same for him. And I was like, yeah. So dumb. <laughs> I'm so dumb. So from the time you met to when you guys got married, how long were you guys dating? Um, that would have been a year and a half. Almost maybe. You got married at 19? Um, no, I was 20. So you were like not 18 and a half? Yeah, because I had started college and then I turned 19 in my in my college, my first year I turned 19. Wow. But I met him when I was nearing my end. First semester? Yep. And that was also when I found out that he was going to have another child, that he was, that his last girlfriend was pregnant. Yeah. Was it the girl in the car? No. Oh. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. No, it wasn't her. Dang. He had already broke up with her. He, well, she packed her bags in the town. Yeah, but we don't need to get in all no. that. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want to. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming here, Mom. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it was so nice. Um, I'm going to ask you more things later on. And if it's about a Rolodex again, don't hate me for it. <laughs> I'm just never letting that go. I'm going to get one. Um, but it was really nice hearing about you and your life. And I, I'm more interested, like, what really surprised me, I guess, is just listening how, listening to you and the way that you grew up, I wouldn't have thought any of that happened. You know, you're just such a confident extroverted woman now which I'm sure you always were but I just feel like you really established yourself and just to listen to you and like where you came from like that's a big switch so that's awesome yeah she's Thanks, fucking Jean. super lady or whatever it's cause she's a Capricorn <laughs> <laughs> no it's cause she has me as a daughter so that leads me to the last bonus question okay. when did you know that I was your favorite child was it from <laughs> when I was born or what <laughs> <laughs> well I will say this the very truth of all of it is you were the only child that was planned Nice. And the only one that was regretted. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. But, yes, yeah, so if my siblings are listening to this, I'm so sorry. I'm the favorite child. <laughs> Just saying. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it. I was the only one that was planned. I was the only one that they wanted. So <laughs> I'm sorry that you guys were all accidents. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Well, thanks again, Mom. Have a safe travel home. I love you. Love you, boo. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. Again, we post new episodes every Monday, so stay tuned for next week's episode. We're also open to feedback, so please leave us a review and make sure to subscribe. Or you can follow me on Instagram and leave me a DM. My Instagram handle is at purpleflowerstars. (laughs) 